All right, welcome to another episode of Movie Night Autopsy, the show where we do some film celebrating and cultural talking about. My name is Sam. I'm Chad. I am Aaron. And today we have a very special guest here with us. Um, not only is he a former veteran combat of the Marine Corps, Iraq, medic, just yeah, all, that, all that good stuff, but he's also a former uh, DJ from TK101, The Rock Station. Roadie boy himself, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> and and uh, we've actually talked about him a couple of times on the podcast, just because a couple of movies we've talked about on the podcast are movies he turned us on to, like Brazil yeah, being one of those. If you mention this vegetarian is Mosquillium, I think we refer to you by your full name. Nice. Just because you deserved most of the credit for any of us watching. Well, I, I introduce what we're going to be talking about tonight to you guys also. That's, that why, is we're, right. that's why you're here, buddy. Yeah. That is well, right. I, that, and, that and, you know, none of us else was doing anything on Tuesday. Well, I, wa- I watched this shit years ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to have been uh... Yeah, that's actually the case for all of us as we watched it years ago. Yeah. And Ryan was in town and we watched it and now we're just deciding to talk about it. And with that being said, have we all calmed down? From the lost skeleton of, the, of Cadaver. I don't know that no. you can. Yeah, there's. No. We just—it's funny because we got together to watch it again last night, and we get over here, and you have it on randomly, and we decide to wait to record. Well, to Aaron, Aaron actually hadn't gotten a chance to see it yet. Oh wow! Yeah, but I. But what I'm saying is, I watched it years ago. Oh I yeah, watched, I watched it a, a while ago, but I just completely had forgotten about it. There's so much going on in that movie subtly yeah. that. You, you can't have seen it years ago and then come talk about it. You got to you got to get fresh on what's going Absolutely, on. Absolutely, yeah. You got to get that rewatch in and and just the just the nuance of this film and just they, it's it's a masterclass of narrative and oh. Well the <laughs> the way that they pay so much attention to making it seem so terribly put together <laughs> while simultaneously doing it so consciously that it's some. It's a special kind of genius. You'd, to be be, honest. you'd believe it to be sincere. It's like if a yeah. singer, even if you didn't know that it was on purpose. And like, it, it feel. It feels that like it feels so. It feels as terrible as it should feel, but they did it intentionally. And I'm, it, it's like if a singer tried to sing off key. You know how hard that is. It's hard. Oh yeah. It's really hard. These actors who are fantastic actors. Or to play a bad chord with confidence yeah yeah like, just really just yeah just cheat like like you know what you're doing's bad and you yeah, can't you, you can't pretend it. like it's yeah. the right thing compartmentalize that part of your brain that where quality comes from but it's they got, got it's like andy kaufman-esque it's, it, in i a was way, about it, to throw it, it off on guard you know yeah just in, in the way they they just intentionally it was terrible like pretty much anything that's off on guard yeah from the cinematography just to the some of the cheesy sound effects. I was yelling last night while well, trying to yell. I'm fighting off a cold, but I was just kept saying like, "Why? Like how? How do? How does it look this bad? Like how? Yeah. Like like we, me and Ryan shot something last week, and it still looks better. And we weren't trying that hard. And this, you have to try. And you shot hard. it on a phone. And I shot it on a what part? Only one thing's on a phone. Yeah, just the one. Just the one bit. Just the, just the thing. Yeah, Fair enough, remember. and that's that's what makes this a special kind of genius is they they recognize exactly what it is to make a terrible movie. They've they've obviously watched so many terrible movies that they know how to emulate it so perfectly, where it's not only watchable but it's hilarious. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect. It, 
Yes, yeah. Sometimes it's funny bad, and sometimes it's just like, oh, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. That that is the best part about this is because there's times when the comedic timing is almost like a master class in some some of the funny bits. Yeah, like with uh, really with, the, with the alien couple. Yeah, yeah. Like the dinner scene. The into. dinner scene is oh man. But yeah. some stuff is just funny because it's just wrong and should not be in film. But yeah. that's uh, but it's actually it's it, it was done by uh, Larry Blemier. Is that how you say his last name? I don't know. I'm gonna stick with Blamir. But, but he's he's done he's done a couple other things like this, like the trail of the screaming forehead. Yeah, they did a sequel to this one, didn't they? They did a sequel to the this Lost one. The Lost Skeleton Returns again. Which I don't think any of us have ever gotten a chance to see, unfortunately. Well, no, I, to be blessed with two Lost Skeleton movies in our lifetime, <laughs> I don't think I deserve that. Oh, and uh, Dark and Stormy Night. That's another one that he did. That, that sounds like a cool I, bad movie name title i think my favorite part about this movie is when the skeleton actually shows up he is so over the top ridiculous it's is it like you who are stupid it yeah it completely yeah. it completely goes beyond the fourth wall i i love every line from the skeleton because he's because <laughs> it's it's like clearly they've gotten to the point where it's beyond the fourth wall yes that's what i just suggested exactly yeah they can't oh but then on top of the jokes, the dialogue, and, and how bad and good the audio of the skeleton is at the same time. Yeah, it's like bad, good audio. They managed good, to bad? do physical comedy with oh, a yeah. with a plastic schoolroom skeleton. Yeah, like they like they just went <laughs> to the clearly, local middle school. They went to the science <laughs> science room and said, yeah, "Can probably, we borrow this for just like an hour?" Yeah, Bar- with it. clearly visible strings holding it up. Climb down, and when like climbing I down, do. When climbing down the rocks, you can clearly see all this. Every single screw well, holding the skeleton to get together. Half the time with the the, I'm not even gonna call it wire work. The string work, you see the person. <laughs> it's like it's like fishing line. Yeah, it's like yeah, you see the person like. Like his hands a little bit in the shot, or maybe yes. someone's. Yeah, there's far there's definitely screen. one shot that you see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I which makes me think like, man, do they really embrace the idea behind the production schedule and like the production premise of bad B movies like this? Like, did they just go, no, we're spending too much money? We oh got, yeah, we back in the day, they stuff. had to shoot it in like. Four an days hour. on twenty bucks <laughs> yeah. and a burrito that they split <laughs> among all the crew, the whole crew. That burrito's got to last twenty days. And and that the the fact that they use various different like monster outfits is is kind of indicative of the fact that they basically like whatever they had on hand whatever monster costume they had they're like we'll just fucking use that no, uh, well, because the, it's, well, on, the monster, it's on set the if you're talking about the mutant costume, the mutant costume yeah, yeah it's very clearly like a like an outfit for a piece of corn on the cob or something yeah. like that yeah, like yeah. just the bottom part the and top they, part's and, like and they a put weird like frog. A, they put some kind of three-eyed monster head on top yeah. of it yeah it was it, it's indicative of like oh we'll, we'll just we'll just add another 30 minutes to this movie by creating this crazy mutant monster thing and that explains the mutilations oh it, god but, the horrible mutilations yeah mm. I, I feel like oh well i feel like when they were coming up with a concept for the monster costume like the director you're being goes, generous saying it's a costume. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know i think i think the director went to the you know the prop room you know where you can find all that stuff and they're like hey what do you need and he's just like yeah <laughs> but, but i think all that, around but i think yeah. all that is intentional i think uh, yes, these yes, things totally. are closest to me well, well you, you think <laughs> You think whenever he was putting this movie together, he was telling his crew, "It's like you know what this movie could mean for the for the for the world of filmmaking. It can mean actual advancements in the world of filmmaking." <laughs> you know, but honestly, because it's the same guy. I yeah. honestly think it could, though. This is something. If I were a film student, 
I would study that. Oh yeah, yeah, you could absolutely. You could you could definitely get a term paper out of this. Yeah, of this but you got to be careful situation. not to get a, like lost skeleton like vision, to where if you see something that's good, you don't like it. You mean you because could, you like like where you where you can hear somebody talking loudly in the in the brush over there, but you look over and you you don't see them. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm. That's yeah, exactly what we're talking about. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I always kind of feel that when I, when you come to a movie like this, where it's obviously these people are just having fun with the concept and, and playing with it and just doing what they can. But it's like, obviously, like if this guy intended to, he could, he could make a good movie. And well, he, he's made plenty of movies before. This is not like his first movie. Yeah. He's made like, but they're all like schlocky. Stuff because that's the, what the budget. But that's the problem. It's like this guy clearly understands what he's doing, and I, I, I would like to see him try. That would be yeah. Fun give to it the old try. college try. <laughs> give it, like just give it a shot. But at the same time, I feel like he's like found his niche. It works. And, and, and that's that's not really contingent upon him and his own abilities and drive. Yeah. You can tell he's an artistic director and writer, and that he's got a vision. But what studios are going to let him realize that vision? In a big budget manner, oh, absolutely. you know, yeah, absolutely, maybe. I agree. But yeah. like, like I feel like I feel like if I was, I don't know, I got this feeling this guy's like kind of found his thing. Like he's able to have a living making the films he wants to make, and no one really tells him how to do it. And a smoking hot wife. Yep. Well, and you know, Anamala that now, Anna or or Pammy, depending on what part of the movie you're in. <laughs> now, now, or four small woodland creatures. <laughs> Yep, he's married <laughs> to four four small woodland creatures. Now, now that I think of it, though, like look at Peter Jackson and what he did. Like he made some schlock shit early Wait, on. He made that, the like, best schlock. Oh, he did. Dead yeah. Alive is like the crazy. We gotta watch that. It's so good. Man, you know, I really want to go see that train wreck he's got in the theaters. Uh, I kind of. That's not what we're oh, talking about, no, but I know. No. What you mean. Yeah, but you brought up Peter Jackson. That's so all I can think of. Is we're gonna lose so much engines, money. This isn't engines, the place to talk engines. about okay, that. Yeah, let's uh, let's no. just go ahead and deflect it, and instead of saying him, let's just say Sam Raimi. <laughs> Though we Sam should... Raimi's made a a career out of taking the best thing from Schlock and making it work, and it right. works on these big budget scales. We see this with like Quick and the Dead and Spider Man movies. Speaking yeah. of Quick of the Dead, I believe Faye Masterson was in Quick of the Dead. Indeed, she is in this film and does a fantastic job. That is she a, is yeah, the most she, fun she plays, she plays the scientist's wife. See, there's like there's like dialogue and there's and there's oh uh, the dialogue is so bad. It, it, but there's but also like actress portrayals in this. That's but it's like good bad. Yeah, but there's like good bad and there's some people who like really own the earnestness of how bad it is. Oh, and definitely. I feel like Faye does that really well. I love like uh, every, she's just, she is that wife. No, the act the no, actors no, no, understand. She is. And what's totally. expected of them? And Brian with, uh, Brian Howe is Dr. Roger Fleming. I, I've same, seen him same in thing. stuff. That guy's guy good. A, yeah, he has been in some other great. stuff. He was yeah. in, like he was in the newsroom. That's probably where I've seen him. I watched the hell well, of he, that. Well, he pulls off, and all of them do. They pull off these really awful lines in a sense that it's understood to be stupid. So they they pull it off in a way that it's enjoyable in how stupid it is. Which is almost more difficult than doing it in a genuine way. <laughs> yeah, I like to think yeah. of it like Com- if- comedy is so much more difficult than drama. And like, and and what's impressive is they can like they'll get that kind of it's so bad that it's good type of comedy, like a play on that. Yeah, and, yeah. But then they'll also throw in like some genuine physical comedy. Yeah, we were talking about this during the movie. It, there's like what you talk about with it's like good comedy. Perfect timing, yeah. fantastic, good physical comedy, but they also do things that are like a take on that's bad, a bad things actor. from movies. 
That's a that's a good point. It's like they they make jokes out of how bad these these type of movies that they're parroting are. Or I've seen that lot like like the dance scene that like it lasts too long. The rock dance. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop it. But that's the joke in itself. It's like it's either perfect. It's either the perfect joke, or it's a joke about how bad something is. Which is like it's like a joke about a bad joke. Which is like it seems like the the end of the spectrum of jokes. If that makes sense. It's getting like pretty it's meta. Very meta. Very yeah, meta. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a long day. Well, I mean, we we definitely we haven't had a movie try to pull this sort of thing off for a while, and it, it is it is very. Try to pull this off before. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 not very common to try to pull off like well, I mean, a retro like bad old movie sort of situation, and it was a really well, clever idea, and I think they pulled it off like a hundred percent. Oh no, I mean, like yeah, I, I mean, I definitely love this movie. I I love this movie from since the first time that I saw it, like like so so long ago. I think um, we're we're seventeen. Yeah, since when I worked at Hollywood Video. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That long ago, and. Um, but but if you want if you want terms of comparison, like I would say that Grindhouse is kind of in that same neighborhood, trying to be just just schlocky. a much a much larger scale because yeah. you know their last names are Rodriguez and Tarantino, yeah. so they have a whole lot more money to play with. Yeah, that's but, true. But that's definitely like in in the same kind of a ballpark. And honestly, like I I go back and watch this more than I go back and watch Death Proof or Planet Terror. Yeah, those are good movies. I like them, but this just has more like value to it. It just the fun factor. Yeah, no, this this is. And just, I say it a lot because Death Proof was a, a car movie, and those are always really fun. No, you know, Death Death Proof was definitely a fun movie. And Planet Terror is a zombie movie, even though they're not really zombies, and people like to get particular about what is and what is not a zombie movie. Still, shoot them up. It was zombie enough. It's a, it's zombie like twenty eight years later. And, and I, I am a, I am a zombie purist, and I will say it's that, zombie that's enough. zombie enough. <laughs> yeah, and and, it's, and, and I liked it's fine. And I, was I yeah, I, I liked Planet Terror, but like I gotta say, I liked it a lot more the first time I watched it than I did the second time I watched it. See, I switched. I used to like Death Proof more. And Plantera was like fine, but like the more I watched either one, I liked Plantera a lot more. I still haven't seen Death Proof. I really need to see that goddamn. Movie. Um, Death Proof yeah, is a good watch. Yeah, that's what watch. everybody says. Stunt, Stuntman Mike is a good Tarantino character. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, let's uh, let's 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 dive into into this this oh, homage gonna... par- parody satire whatever you want to call it. Let's let's just, let's just crack it open and get right into it. One thing for people who. Kind of don't may not understand what we mean about making it bad on purpose for comedic effect. Think of Tropic Thunder, oh, a movie oh, yeah. that a hundred percent just makes fun of Hollywood, mm-hmm. but on the opposite end, they make fun of the big budget. Yeah, this this is to old school B horror movies what Tropic Thunder is. To big budget war films, yeah. or like, like Shaun of the Dead epics. was to like yeah. zombie movies. It's a good you know, homage. You have to make a good movie. Like Tropic Thunder is a good Vietnam movie. Yeah, this, that is funny. Shaun of the Dead is a good zombie movie. This is this is a good early '60s black and white yeah. B horror sci-fi film. Yeah, it's good. I like to think of that was made in 2001. To me, and it's released like in 2004, if, something like that. I like I to think know. of it's, it's like if Ed Wood was like self-aware. Of yeah, himself. that that's that's what I would it, say. Yeah. It's, it's the closest it's a, analogy. Yeah. It's a movie that wants to be as bad as Plan Nine, but wants to 
be that bad on purpose. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely that bad. And it it succeeds. Oh, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I th- and I think it succeeds. And and I think it it it, it gets me right away with uh, with that opening credit sequence. You hear that cheesy kind of like like horror escal- yeah. escalating like music. With yeah. the spinning skull going in the so background. So many spinning skull graphics. I kept wondering when Scoob and the gang were going to pop in. And it starts with just, it starts with its, like, this cliches just thrown <laughs> at the wall yeah. throughout the entire thing. And, it's, and, it's, and it starts with one with that drive up through the dirt road. Oh, the one that's always in, like, Manos and, like, those bad drive up in the middle of the nowhere movies. And then random farmer with a. Just standing on the side of a or a hoe or something. It was a hoe? Yeah. It was a hoe. It was a farmer and his hoe. Yeah. 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 Are you speaking God, of God damn Manos? It every time. Hands of Fate? Yeah. What else Manos? Do you know another Manos? Is it what Manos hands you know, of Fate? You know, the first shot Manos is like pulling up in a car, just a whole bunch of nothing for a while. I did. I did. I love the fact but that this movie does immediately it, like reference Manos. Well, the first five minutes. Well, it does, it does that kind of bit. And but they and they have that like stupid witty couples banter about science, because yes. because they have to establish their reason to be for being yeah, there. He's a scientist, and it's because a meteor crashed here recently, mm-hmm. and I've got to retrieve it for matters of science. For my science, it's purposes. lousy with atmospherium. Lousy <laughs> with, <laughs> with lousy with atmospherium. Atmospherium all over the place. If you can find that atmospherium in that meteor, oh could really advance the ways of science. It, it, it could be an actual advancements in the field of science. It it because he's a scientist. <laughs> Because it's he's ki- a scientist and she's a scientist. It's ki- it's a scientist's kind of- wife. Hardest job in the world, y'all. Hardest job in the world. It's kind of funny that it sounds less stupid this than than unobtainium because there's nothing that could sound oh, stupid. Oh, from Avatar? Yeah, unobtainium. Yeah, somehow, somehow they have a better a better name for their <laughs> yeah, why random miracle why element. Why didn't James Cameron just call it MacGuffinism? <laughs> you know, one thing I was just thinking about talking about intentionally making it look low budget which they made it, it low does. budget anyway they but a lot of work to do uh, a cast like of eight worked on it a cast of eight there are exactly 10 costumes in the film yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. about right yeah they never changed are you counting the skeleton the movie. no i'm Does not counting the skeleton you sure it's a large presence but uh so i mean if, if, uh, even in the credits it says introducing the skeleton <laughs> oh yeah and it's shot in skeletorama yeah <laughs> you know it's amazing it's amazing that didn't take off as a technology no it's i thought i probably lost lost skeleton returns again they brought it back but it seems more niche at that point yeah a little artsy. Yeah. <laughs> They'll bring back in, in um, 3D Skeletor. Like they're they're filming it ironically in Skeletorama. <laughs> but yeah, you watch the movie. The movie takes place over what? I don't know, an hour? Two and, and a half, half days. Maybe. Because they... Ish. 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 Two, two and a half days. Something like that. Because they have to do whatever they have to do to actually get to the cabin they're staying at. Right. So that he can go look for the meteor that has the atmosphere. But then that night, that's when uh, yeah, you know, Crowbar and Lattice show up. Well, that's that's when the first mutilation so, happens. So it, it's only... With the farmer. It's only two days. Yeah. Just about, the whole movie yeah. is two days. Just, uh, just about, yeah. A sweet, tight 48 hours. Yeah. But, uh, like, you know, Paul... It's a pretty decently contained just in, story, too. Just in too. time for yeah. everyone to go. Yeah, the thing. scientist, his wife, 
but uh, evil scientist, farmer, uh, Ranger Brad, who I love. Oh, uh, man. man. Man, I still, like, we joked about it last night. I want to see that Ranger Brad prequel series. Yeah. We, we were like, oh, it's a Ranger Brad movie. And then he gets mutilated. He just, he just, like, he just oh, goes to, he goes to, <laughs> he goes from small town to small town solving paranormal mysteries. Really? But it's because he's an incompetent forest ranger, but he's so nice that they don't want to fire him. So they just, they move him. They're like, ah, Brad, so we're getting you a new assignment. You're going to be uh, going to oh, Chula well, that Vista sounds now. just fine by me then. Yeah. You know, I'm Ranger Brad. Like, great guy. Doesn't know dick about forest ranger. I, I must anything. be crazy walking around in the woods alone at night. Like this. Oh, but so, so they, they're, they're on the way to the cabin, and that's where they see random farmer guy. Farmer guy. Who and serves Ranger no Brad, purpose right? other than to be no. the first person to be mutilated. Yeah. Horribly. And, and they talk about the, uh, the legend of the cave of Cadaver. Well, they, they just, cave, if you will. well, they just, they, they, they ask him for directions on how to get to their cabin and that's, that's, then they're on their way and he's, he's just there. But then we cut to our, our first antagonist who is Dr. Roger Fleming and he runs into Ranger Brad. Ranger Brad. Ranger Brad. Ranger Brad. I like that. It's like, <laughs> I'm glad you like my title and name. <laughs> But anyway, so he asked for directions to Cadaver Cave and say, you don't believe in those old legends about the lost skeleton of Cadaver, do you? I'm a scientist, Ranger Brad. I don't believe in anything. And they have themselves a good laugh. <laughs> this movie has lots of people enjoying a good laugh. Uh, good chuckle every now and then. Good old yarn. That is fun. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. See, this is exactly like that. That's what just happened. Could have been in the movie if instead it was, if it wasn't about atmospherium and skeletons, but instead about a podcast. That horrible, awkward silence we just had with like, like confused laughter. That's the yeah, movie. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm I pretty sure there were at least yeah. four scenes of confused, awkward, and. Apathetic <laughs> laughter, where everybody know, was apathy just. Apathy seems like a very complex emotion for a movie like this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, know, not, yeah I don't I'm even know sure what to call it. Has it. That just much no, just it was. It was empty. It was emotionally empty. What do you call that? What do you call emotional emptiness? Shallow, hollow. No, no. There's got to be like emotionally a empty. <sighs> The Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> there we go. There was plenty of Smashing Pumpkins going on in this movie. The world is a... No, can't do it. We'll get sued. We will get sued. The world is a hat. lost skeleton. The world is a lost skeleton. And this Dr. Roger Fleming is definitely on his way to yep. find that lost skeleton. <laughs> so so the couple get to the uh, cabin, the scientist and the scientist's wife. They have more bantering. They have more bantering. So that is just that typical about, 50s uh, and, yeah. banter. And we're, we're, but he's definitely the husband who works as a scientist. And, and she's, she's definitely, definitely the, the wife, the housewife. Wife. I've also seen this movie twice in as many days and have already forgotten her name. Betty, uh, Betty, Betty, Betsy, Betty Armstrong, Betty Armstrong. Yeah, there we go. You're looking at the computer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she didn't have a name. Yeah, just, sure just Betty. Betty Armstrong. Her first name is Mrs. And, Do- and, and, and her last, middle. Dr. Her middle Paul name Armstrong. is Doctor. <laughs> last name is Wife. <laughs> but so they have more 
bantering about vaguely scientific sounding things. And then they just one the, teaspoon of that atmospheric would be enough to power us to go to the moon and back six times. Six whole times. Moon teaspoons. I'm afraid I just don't understand this kind of talk. I just don't want to come back and forth from the kitchen six times to have breakfast ready. Oh, Patty. <laughs> you know, just, it's, it's a whole lot it's of that. For the whole it, what, wasn't the line like the sad. moon is at least a thousand miles away? No, no. They said these, these, these space aliens came at least a thousand miles away. That's yeah, right. They came yeah. a thousand miles. Well, they're not wrong. I mean, that's as far as the proclaimers walked. <laughs> And they would also go <laughs> 500 more. <sighs> so about this time. You're welcome for that, guys. So about this. Just, so it was, it was about you. that time that the rocket lands it lands to Earth. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fantastic wife. sequence of somebody just placing a tin can on the ground. Yeah. With the visible lines. And uh, everyone watching it thinks it's another meteor, right? Yeah, it yeah, just looks like there's already a meteor that landed. Hmm, I wonder. With hmm. I too also wonder. I too wonder. Oh, this is this is great. This is where the movie really tells you like what's happening. So the scientist <laughs> and the scientist's wife are wa- looking at the window of their cabin, watching what they think is another meteor crashing. Turns out it's aliens landing, hmm. even though there's already been meteor landings. So Enter they, crowbar and lattice. Cr- crowbar and lattice. My but, favorite characters. Like they, the scientist and the scientist's wife are just saying, maybe it's another meteor with atmosphere and solar. Almost like they're like, hmm, I wonder. And then it cuts to uh, our Ro- attack. Roger Fleming. Talks to Doctor Fleming around a campfire, sitting there. A campfire. A campfire. I've been, man, I've been drinking hot toddies since like five. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so he's sitting around the campfire. You yeah. sound like a grandma when you say that. Yeah. Say it again. Hot Boy, I've been drinking my hot daddy. Don't hot you tell me what I'm going to say, woman. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about hot this is, daddy. This, is, this has just gone off the rails so yep. fast. <laughs> so, he's sitting around a, so he's sitting around a campfire, and he's drinking his, uh, his I guess it's coffee. Let's out call of it a hot toddy for second. Drinking his hot toddy. Just for continuity <laughs> in the podcast. He's Everybody's like, hmm, drinking the hot toddy. Hmm, I also wonder. So the movie has his dialogue continue off the previous scene dialogue even though they do not know each other yeah it's like yep okay that's, that's what we're doing that's the movie we're watching that's what it's we're that doing movie you know i was i was wondering because of all the science talk mm, science you're gonna have to slow down you're gonna give me a nothing but a headache now just why don't you start over and tell me what happened so, so but at this point we get some amazing foreshadowing right crowbar and lattice once again they, the use of the word amazing i don't they uh they, they they land in foreshadowing um they've got their like 43 dollar rocket ship there that they're in front of how and much do you think that rocket ship cost on marva the planet where they're from as opposed to here on earth a planet they are not from which well, is marva well probably i see your point the two are different Mm, yes. Maybe like $12 because okay. uh, they gave up messes years ago, so they don't have to pay anyone to clean up the mess when they build. If only we could be advanced. But anyway, so they, they, they walk out of their ship for the first time. Yeah, so, and here's where, uh, you know, you really get a sense of where this is going creatively. Um, the mutant escaped from its mutant cage with the mutant padlock, which was secured, but... These special mutant bars may have bent when they crashed, even though it didn't look like a crash. Oh, yeah, it looked like it just landed. But it really but sets up the rest of the movie. That's here nor there, but yes. Anyways, so, <laughs> so the mutant so the mutant is loose, and Crowbar and Lattice now have to figure out how to repair their ship, 
and also get the mutant back. So that's why they get out their transmutatron. Yeah, because the mutant is lousy with atmospherium. Everyone's looking for this atmospherium. Which is uh, a yeah, nobody, no, nobody, nobody thinks that maybe we should just kill the mutant and like sap the mutant's blood for atmospherium. Like maybe, maybe they should just do that. Well, but they didn't have a shooty gun; they had a transmuted gun. That's 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 true. And Doctor Paul, Doctor Paul Armstrong is no, uh, he's no uh, mutant hunter. He needs to leave that to the professionals, who are aliens, to the experts. But so, so the mutants loose. They they need to go find the mutant, but they also need to get the atmosphere to repair their ship. And it's about this time that our first antagonist is about to meet our primary antagonist. Yeah, that he also sees the uh, spaceship crash land. So he like follows the aliens, I think, for a while. No, no, he's, nope. he's looking for the skeleton. Yeah, he was oh. totally unconcerned. Oh, the well, skeleton. the whole That's thing is the he, skeleton. What? Because the whole thing is the skeleton. The whole the thing lost skeleton is of the skeleton. Cadavera. And he doesn't even show up until the last third of the movie, and he's a We'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But no, right now, terrible right monster. right now, Doctor Roger Fleming is on the hunt for the skeleton, and he, he gets to the cave. The right, which he he got the directions to the cave from, from Ranger, Ranger Brad, fan favorite Ranger Brad, the real hero. Of this and movie. they they Obviously. had themselves a good Obviously. laugh. You remember we talked about it. <laughs> Hashtag Ranger Brad. And now they now he's now he's he's found the he's found the cave. He's gone to the cave and he's found the skeleton. It was it was really easy for him to find the skeleton. He's like got right, it. It's like twenty feet into the cave. Yeah, like like he seriously looks like he just walked inside the cave and there the skeleton was underneath the blanket. So I think he it was more it of a tarp. He pulls off the tarp. <laughs> he pulls off the tarp and he starts trying to talk to the skeleton, and it's clearly just a as we mentioned biology class. $12 skeleton. Oh, yeah. And like not even a good biology class. No, it's like they bought it at a flea market. You could see the thing holding up the front part of the ribcage from the back part of the ribcage. Which oh, for, you for, focus for that on sequence. that more than anything else in the well, entire I mean, it's movie. It's just like it's the first thing that, make, that you know the skeleton looks cheap. They, oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. The first thing. It's the, a bad prop. The yeah. thing is, everything about the skeleton is stupid and horrible. But Which is what's great, but, but about I love, exactly, but I, I exactly. love every line from the skeleton because he doesn't talk to him at first, and he immediately goes to, "Oh, and I knew the skeleton was gonna hate me. Skeletons have always been against me, like since what? I was what? a child." Dude, what? 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 What does that mean? What is that? Is that? Do we have a weird backstory of him and skeletons? I want to know the backstory about him and the skeletons. You say that, but do you mean do you really want to know? I, you, it's more like it's it's more like a, just a, a, a blurb, a train wreck that I just need to look okay, at for a minute. Fair. I wouldn't watch the movie. I'd read the uh, the Wikipedia synopsis. Yeah, so. I would read the Wikipedia synopsis and just be like, "What?" I feel like it could be boiled down to a tweet. <laughs> that would be. More convenient. One hell of a tweet. <laughs> I agree. Skeletons so hate me. Know Everybody knows skeletons have always been against me. Everybody's saying it. So everyone listening, if you want to hit us up on Twitter and figure out what it is, just uh, hit us up with your fantastic tweet of why uh, Dr. Fleming has always been attacked by skeletons his whole life. 
I, I don't think they necessarily attacked him. Hashtag skeleton hate. As much as just like spoke to him in a derogatory fashion. And he's he's got he's got his my first science kit. Oh my god. Which you'll see again later. I love that he's a scientist, so he just has like a microscope. And, and like and, and, and you can you can see the kid the kids on the box playing with science equipment. Oh, that's the joke. That's a good joke. And that's when he's using to study the skeleton and he's he's just had his his skeleton breakdown and that's when the skeleton speaks. You. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. This the skeleton's dick, man. Oh, he's yeah. just he's, he's just the worst. he's well, just a dick to be a dick. He's the worst. Well, worst. to Roger, what does he want? He's all right with What's everybody he trying else. To do? I no, mean, he's not he manipulates everyone. He just everyone he manipulates for his own betterment. But with yeah. Roger, he hates. Yeah, yeah he every hates every Roger. other conversation, and the, this is what's wonderful about the dialogue is is just he's so direct and like commanding and angry, but he begins everything with "Hi, Betty," or <laughs> "Hi, Pammy." Skeleton, you're alive. Shows how stupid you are. <laughs> Only my skeleton brain is living. <laughs> Which just makes me want to say, what is a skeleton brain? It's like a really bony brain, dude. Is it? Is it it's just... That's a, a bony brain. Is it the brain. brain of the person who the skeleton was? And who was the skeleton before it was the skeleton? Was it always a skeleton? I'm asking too many questions for this movie. No, it is. It is. Because it, it's, it's, it's solidified... What do you call that? It's calcified... Fury. You're, hey, that's you're trying, you're trying ca- way too calcified. Hard. No, is, no. Hey, calcified the skele- is their word. The skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always appreciated. But the skeleton. <laughs> but the skeleton after after some witty skeleton banter and some over the top voice acting from I don't know who. It's Larry Blamere. He did oh, the voice of the skeleton. Oh, is the it? Actor and the star, and I assume writer. Because at, at the end it just says introducing the skeleton, and I'm just like, ah, I want to know who voices yeah, it's him. Larry, it was Larry. Oh, that's great. It was great. Larry, and it was either his son or his nephew, some relative, doing doing the, the boom, doing yeah. the boom, the yeah. boom. Uh, he was also P- and him and the PA did the fish wire for the skeleton. Oh man, yeah, yeah there was oh, there was God. like a hundred and something people that I worked wish on I this. Movie like that, that sounds like crazy. A lot of fun. Um, there was way too few people involved in this movie for it to be as hilariously awesome as it was. When I was looking no, they at pulled the credits, it off. yeah. Well, when I was looking at the credits, like seriously, everybody there's like thirty-two names. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna cut through like the hilarious shit right now and just say like y'all that put your effort into making this movie really, you you put way too much into this, and it's hilarious, and I love it, and goddamn. Like, it was, not, ama- not it was enough, amazing. Not enough people know about it. Not enough people no, know about it. It's been it, around a while, too. It has. Everybody should go watch this movie, especially if you love stupid I mean, old movies. I mean, especially yeah. Especially if you, you love that. You, you, you can find it. God damn. You, you yeah. can find it. But There's, so this but so this skeleton. The skeleton uh, is... He's, he's, skeleton. He's, he's a dick. He's shouting, he's shouting at Roger. He's the dick. And, uh, and, and he lets Roger know. He's like, okay, well, if you just bring me some atmospherium... And that will restore these bones to life. And I will retain the glory that I once was. Which we don't know what that was. Yeah, we don't. Or if no, it no, we're we still waiting yeah. on the tweet <laughs> for us to find out what yeah. that was. If, if Lost Skeleton doesn't have a, have a Twitter handle, he, how he does needs, he not he have needs a, one. How does he not have a... Are you telling me there's no hashtag Twitter was, I sleep Twitter now? was made for the Lost Skeleton yeah, of Cadavra. Hashtag I sleep now. Hashtag I sleep now. 
And that's how that scene ends. Is he's, I sleep now, and now and then there it is. Scene's that's over. how like every scene, scene with him ends. Scene's over. And so he goes off to find some atmospherium. The aliens are looking for atmospherium. They all stumble upon the doc, the scientist uh, and his wife. Yeah, the the Armstrongs, Doctor Paul and Betty Armstrong, looking for atmospherium because they know where a meteor landed. Because he's a scientist. Well, they got the meteor already. Yeah, because yeah, they because they point. went out they went out looking for it. They decided to do it together because they needed to spend more time together as a couple. That's right. So there's that thing where the aliens this is very are heartwarming. Like, the, the aliens take are you like, out on the boat, but we don't have a boat. And somehow he's charming for that. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it a thing of like the aliens are out looking for more? They're looking for the mutant, or like, I think they're looking for the mutant. Well, they they they're looking for the mutant because they're worried about horrible mutilations, which also, we'll get to. Uh-huh. But they're but out they of atmospherium for their ship. Yeah. That's, that's well, what the mutant yeah. has atmospherium. Well, the mutant, but they don't know that they're going to come across a, a scientist and a scientist's wife with the meteor with that's lousy with atmospherium. Yeah, well, like, like you know, I, I, I even I brought it up earlier. Why don't they just kill the mutant and just take the atmospherium out of the mutant? Well, How because that's you? their pet. More of a pet, really. Would you kill your dog for the gasoline in it, Jeff? <laughs> My dog doesn't have gasoline <laughs> in you it. You know of, but you're not a scientist nor an alien. But so they're looking <laughs> for some. Skeleton. But so <laughs> they're looking know? for atmospherium. Yeah, but, we'll, but there's, that's well, what well, the, no, they no, they need atmospherium. They're yeah. looking for the mutant. Yeah, but that's that scene where they. They like we they hear something so they like hide and that's when Armstrong the Armstrongs come by and it's that thing of like he's already found the meteor it's in the box and Doctor Paul Armstrong was just like you know Betty there's enough atmospherium in this medium to power six trips to the moon and back Betty goes I know and then they keep walking yes and uh, Lattice is hiding behind the tree, tree. so they know she's very, hiding so they, the, so, so they very horribly shot scene oh it looks so bad. It's Perfect. It's it's shot so intentionally bad, and it's so good. But you you guys are forgetting one essential thing: is the movie has to continue. So plot device, plot device. The show must go on. Exactly. Pr- pretty and much everything's a plot device in this yeah, in this movie. In which I think is hilariously perfect in the kind of movie it's supposed to be. It's just a series of plot devices followed by other plot devices. Mm-hmm. And did we did we skip over the first horrible mutilation? No, no. I mean, do that comes during the dinner party. No, that's the second horrible mutilation. Oh, well, he bring the ranger Brad tells him about it during the dinner party. Yeah, but we well, that means we skipped the first horrible mutilation. Oh, yeah, well, because the it farmer. was just it was about, such a short how about, scene. How yeah, about we just do. You're not bossy. How about You're we just do bossy? the horrible mutilation hour? Yeah, so anyway, long story short, uh too late. Like after <laughs> the 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 spaceship lands, you're like, oh shit, we're on Earth, that sucks. Oh no, the mutant's gone, and then it cuts to the farmer that uh gave the directions earlier. Yeah, gave the directions earlier. And he's like, Well, what's that sound off in the woods there, I reckon? You know, like and that must be my cow, Bossy. That's not Bossy. That's not Bossy at all. Settle down, Bossy. Oh no! But you still you haven't seen the mutant at this point. Yeah, it's just. But yeah. like, you know something bad just happened to the farmer. Yeah, like so it's shot in a way. It's just you see the farmer, and there's cutaway shots to random woods, trees, 
shots. Woods trees. Woods trees. It's shots. The, yeah, woods the, the woods trees. trees. The woods trees. And you're supposed to do like. You sound like the guitar it. player from Metalocalypse. It's the woods trees. It's over this, but it's woods trees. I played this woods trees. There's maids with the woods. The woods is trees. The woods is the woods is trees. That's that's really blowing my mind. <laughs> so that brings us to. <laughs> you mean so, we so have so to that, kill something to make our guitars? So that we need the woods trees because that's that's so dumb. We should need the oh trees. god now now pickles is here. I don't like to name woods. Okay, yeah. Now pickles is here. Yeah, we're just doing everything. Okay. Uh, so that brings us to crowbar and lattice, like coming upon the cabin, and they've got to leave the gun behind because it looks, you know, like a. Like a, tra- tra- gun. Like, a, like a caulking gun, like a caulking gun that's been spray painted. Which it is, but they but they it's use like the it because it's actually like a coffee a, filter on it. But it's actually like a transmutatron. I forget trans- what they call yeah, it. Transmutatron tra- for the mutant. Transmutatron. Tra- tra- and they use and they they use it on themselves, and somehow it just transforms their clothes. I don't know. Which is the first of two costume changes in the entire movie. The second costume change is also them. You're you're really hung up on the costume change. I just noticed things. You, you really well. That does bring up a good point, which is it's been over the course of two days, and besides the uh, the aliens uh, transmutating themselves or whatever, everyone wears the same clothes for like three days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like a it's like the Simpsons. No one changes clothes. No one changes clothes. Yeah. Maybe Homer puts on a tie when he goes to work. That's it. And uh, the scientist always wears parachute pants. Yep. But so now, now, now he's wearing a suit and tie. They call them science pants. He he comments on he comments on the tie being a useless piece of clothing and not really knowing why he has to wear it. He refers to it as a uh, neck restraint. She, uh, uh, the body funnel. Inverted yeah. cloth funnel. Inverted cloth funnel. It's very pretty and it's comfortable and nice. And she likes it. Feels nice. So they they and, walk up to they know the scientists have the atmospherium. And they go up to their cabin. But they have to get to the cabin. And they so they get there. Stairs. Which they don't have on Marva. The planet, which is not Earth. Which is where we are right now. But we're from Marva. I'm sure now. I'm sure they gave up stairs eons, eons ago. They also like gave messes. up manual doors, as we'll find out. Because because they for, now, first now, you get you get a great sequence with the with the walking up the stairs. That is what I was talking about earlier with the comedy gold. A uh, perfect timing on every front. It's There's just small buildings. Generally funny. Flat on the top. I think if we step on them one at a time, we will eventually be high enough to reach the entrance. Oh God! It's just the worst way to step upstairs for two people. And we just shouldn't even describe it because no, you, you just you have to watch well, you have it to, to, watch to get it. But, but props to the actors Andrew Parks and Susan McConnell for oh, just Parks is so good in this. McConnell for just selling it. it, they they sell that walk up the stairs oh, so hard. Well, walk is a generous word, but yeah, yeah, it's more like an endeavor up the the endeavor up the stairs. Six stairs. It sounds like it sounds like one of like an M Night Shyamalan movie from two thousand nine. Oh, Endeavor up the stairs. Old M Night Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> M Night Shyamalan Dang Dong. But so they so they get to the door. They don't know they 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 don't know how to proceed with being at the door. So they just speak loudly about their confusion in regards to being at the Cause, door. Because it didn't open automatically. Yeah, because so they just kind of talk outside for a while. Because knocking, what's that? Yeah, they, so they, talk they gave that up eons ago. Eons ago. So they just kind of talk outside for a while, and the Armstrongs inside are like, I think there's people outside. So they Maybe. eventually just open the door. After a minute, though. Yeah. And, and like, it's so fun to go back and watch like that interaction now. 
Because like like watching it whenever I was younger, it was just silly, just everything that was happening. Yeah, Watch, watching it now, it's like if somebody if somebody was at your door doing that, and you opened the door, and that was the exchange you had with them, like you call the police. Yeah, you'd be like you're being borderline hostile. It, like, and not to mention the fact that it, the the Armstrongs were inside the door listening to them outside the oh, door dude, for like a minute. Yeah, for a hot minute. But but so they get past that and they end up they end up coming inside and whenever they're invited in they're just like oh yes we've been dying to do that <laughs> yeah they get a little like uh, like crowbar gets a little uh, antsy and sarcastic with uh, uh, with Betty but we but we definitely uh, yeah yeah definitely a little bit quite rude yeah he doesn't realize uh, it he does he doesn't know what manners are they gave those up eons ago <laughs> uh, we should have given this joke up eons ago. But it, anyway, oh, so shut up, we, Sam. So there, there we are. <laughs> so, <Get out> everybody. <laughs> so they're so they're so their their fake first names are uh, like what are they? Bamman, Bam, Bamman. The crowbar is Bamman. You know Bamman. Bamman. The Earth and, name wait, Bamman. Tur, Turgasso. 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 Yeah. That's it. Turgasso. Turgasso and Bam. Bam, bam, bam him. And that, bam that's, a, that's a bit of a gag that they kind of bring back. So so the, the Armstrongs uh, confused them for the tailors, the people that owned the cabin, because they thought they might stop by. So it's Turgasso and Bam and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And they go, and then we have just a comedy of errors of an alien couple and a scientist couple. Yes, I would, like, I would like liquid. Uh, somebody gets right to the point. <laughs> and he gets. I'm gonna get four scotch and sodas. And you made the point that, or watching it, that is, yep. that is literally just scotch and soda. That's literally no what they got. No yeah. lime. There is scotch and there is soda. Not not a damn thing. And it, you know, uh, crowbar and lettuce playing the roles of Bam and, and Tagasso. Ter- 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 the Ter- <laughs> Yes, that's their Earth names. So basically, it's just like an Earth, like a, a like a, a normal couple and an alien couple, and what you expect would happen well, happens. Well, a well, lot. Well, the 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 first the first thing that happens that I really like is is uh, you know they cheers and they're watching uh, the Armstrongs to see what they do so they can mimic what they do and they start to they start to sip and Batman I guess doesn't quite get to how to sip and drink from a glass but. Uh, but Lattice definitely does. Tergasso at this point. And yeah, she this point and, and she like chugs the majority of her scotch and soda. Oh yeah. Just downs it. Just downs it. And later when And gets talking, earth drunk. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they gave up alcohol eons ago. So they eons probably ago. don't know like what drunk is. What drunk feels like. So yeah. she gets real drunk real fast. And also if you notice later in the movie, she's fine. Well, I'm sure she sobers up. Yeah, her metabolism spins faster. She's an alien. Yeah, exactly. from outer space. From outer space. Um, my favorite thing that that tells you this this whole interaction is going to go wrong is when they walk into the living room and they go, "Well, sit down, we'll talk." And the Armstrongs sit down, and in an effort to mimic what the Armstrongs do, the alien couple fold in the middle. They fold in the middle, and they they just fold, just two part fold real fast, where they they bend at the waist. And they bend their knees and just kind of fall. No, oh, but then, but later on in their ship, they're sitting down and enjoying space wine. Well, it's because yeah, but they've we learned how to sit like the humans do. Well, and we didn't see them bend in the middle in the spaceship. Maybe the spaceship bent for them. Hmm. We just didn't see it. That's uh, it's getting out there. Out there, unlike Marva, which is right here. No way, that's Earth. I'm confused. Earth as opposed to Marva. Earth, Marva. Earth. And it was about that time. <laughs> 
that there was a knock on the door. Yep. But before that knock on the door, what we see is Dr. Roger. I like how you Roger started thinking Fleming. and realized that you, you forgot something, so you turned yourself around Of course bit. I didn't do that. This is all intentional. So Great Dr. narrative. So Dr. Narrative. Roger Fleming. It would look finds, strange if I showed up without a date. He finds the transmutilator. And somehow, no, the mutilation is what happened from the mutant. And somehow yep. finds out how to use the transmutilator. Which is point and, point and hit it. Right. It's pretty much to squeeze the thing and it does whatever you've got imagined in your head. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, as far as I can tell, those are the rules. It, and so this creates Animala. Yes. Which is just a uh, a pretty girl in a onesie with some claws on. Yeah, yeah he's like, ah, the which, transmutilator. Which again, yeah. like totally unnecessary character other than like Aaron was saying everything's plot a device. plot device everything's yeah. a plot device because he's like hmm it sure would look weird if I showed up by myself oh he says like oh which, this, this I, four I, woodland critters I'll render that myself gives me a an idea yeah and why would it be weird to show up by yourself at a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere as opposed to with your wife well, th- that that that's how I feel about so much of this movie. Like Animal is obviously it's just it's just what more can I do? And it's like, well, I can add some claws on the end of this black cat skin skin tight cat suit. And I'm sorry. And um, you know, just so just so many things about this fucking movie. It's just like, what more can we add to it? What yeah. more can we fit into the budget? And they incorporate like a sci-fi trope in the process. And, Do we have a, enough of the budget animal, for a total? Animala, clearly it was was just like, okay, well we're just gonna pretend like and we have we have like fifty seconds that we can have with this fucking, you know, deer. And we're gonna just like shoot that. And so they try to they try to assimilate that into the movie to make it something that really had no it had no real part in the plot at all. But the plot doesn't matter. Obviously, this plot doesn't matter to this movie. Oh, but 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 for things to but for the for the trilogy of errors or whatever you want to call it that's going to unfold here in a second to happen, she has to be created. Well. It becomes they, the best character, though. So, it, so they it and up, also, so it's just a really super weak backstory for a character whose only reason to be in the movie is as a plot device. Because what did Animala do? Get the atmospherium Damn. to yeah. Roger Fleming and the aliens. But, yeah, but that's all I mean, she did. Well, that's, Look, that's here, but, thing, but that's you guys aren't is, wrong. But the thing is, is that the majority, like every character in this movie, is in a way a plot device, except for like the the, the scientist and the wife, yes. and then the other scientist. Yeah, that's right. That's why it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter yeah. the fact that she's yeah. a plot device. It doesn't 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 change anything. But about but they every but, character in this fucking movie is a plot device. But but what but, does, what, but what but what happens is they is, is is she is created and he spends just like a quick like Rocky yeah. montage sequence. <laughs> Not really, but you know they yeah, they no he music. teaches her no training. he teaches her how to do stuff. Yeah. Well, he teaches her how to sit down and drink water. Right. Which is which is <laughs> enough to get through a dinner. Time for. Look, it was it was 
Look, I, I'm not saying that it was part of his his furry fan fiction, but it's part of his furry fan fiction. So, <laughs> and that is what? that is also, I mean, just fun fact: uh, she's played by the director's wife, Jennifer Blair, right? Jennifer Blair. She owns it. And if, it's you my know favorite what? character. If the, if, no, if she's she great. Solid. No, she's great at playing as she's great at playing part woman, part four woodland critics. <laughs> and if and if that's what they're into, that's fine. That's okay. It's fine. I knew it was going to be fine. We 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 knew. It'd All be I'm okay. saying though is that you know, for the for the early '60s in the year 2001, <laughs> short hair like that was uh, cutting you know, edge, man. It might definitely like- cutting edge. Women didn't do that back then. They also didn't drive cars, you know. So they go t- to the cabin. After learning these uh, these behaviors, they go to the cabin. And they're trying to also find the atmospherium. So everyone, so it's an awkward dinner party with everyone looking for the atmospherium, but without actually looking for the atmospherium. Yeah, they're all they're all they've all got something to hide, but they're all looking for the atmospherium, except for the scientist and his wife. They're <laughs> just being themselves. <laughs> they're they're. <laughs> hmm. But so then no, you have so confused and awkward. I know this is the best. It's like the best the Betty jokes that are bad. And she just her laugh is perfect. But you but you have the you have the opening sequence uh, of all of all the couple of all three couples. You've got the Armstrongs. You've got Crowbar and Lattice trying their best to, to fit in to be humans, and then you have. Dr. Roger Fleming and Anamala and giving trying fake, to, everyone's giving fake names too. And, and they've yeah, got she, their own he, fake names. He introduced her as Pammy. You yep. know Pammy. Pammy and like Rudolph, I think. Rudolph something else. I don't even know why he gave himself a fake name. Yeah, just, I do just have a theory, but it gives them everybody too much credit. Name. So I'm just gonna save you guys all a bunch of time. <laughs> but that but, but there's there's some pretty great exchanges going on there as you have the the aliens still trying to pass as humans, but then you also have like a person that's actually animals trying to behave like a human, and one guy trying to find something with two, and then a couple who has no, they're just trying to be good hosts. And this is what you were talking about earlier, where it's that uh, it's like a class in just perfect comedic timing. It's just there, there's there's the so many perfect. there's so many comedic thread lines that like, are crossing like, paths at the same time. It's like watching Clue. The movie Clue. It's yeah, like, it, so it, in a lot of once. ways it is. And yeah. then and then Ranger Brad shows up. Oh no, no, oh, that's oh, but that's that's during the dinner because first we have to get through the dinner scene. Yeah. The dinner scene is so good. Yeah, it's and it's fan. Oh my gosh. Like Crowbar and Let Us sit down and they're like, remember, if we just mimic everything that the humans do, then we'll fit right in. But the first <laughs> but the first person at the table to act is Anamala, who is not a human. So when she dies face first into her food. There's that long pause where she looks at it for a while like an animal would. Just kind of like, I don't know what this is. And she sniffs at it. Sniffs at it, it's fine. And then she just goes face first. Face first into it. And then Crowbar and Lattice go face first into it And the table shakes and like like beverage is spilt on the table. Yeah, and and keep in mind that Dr. Roger Fleming knows that her (laughs) gasso and bamon are actually the aliens crowbar and lattice because he yeah. he saw them at one point so he knows what they're up to he knows they're aliens he but knows but he is still fortunate that they were following everything right. that animala was really? doing right dr fleming is the main person in the know he knows everything including yeah. the skeleton yeah he's he got he's got all the facts and he knows obviously that pammy is really animala because he created it so he's he's just gonna try and play it off 
while uh, like Paul cool and Betty person. are just it freaked out by what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're the straight men of the equation. Y'all are reading Which is so very much into this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is some some silly shit. It is. It's so silly, <laughs> but it's silly. Is this is the silliest shit I've ever seen in my whole fucking life? And but that's a great comedic bit right there. Yeah, no, it was. No, it it is. It's it's a funny. That's the thing about this fucking movie. It's hilarious. It is a hundred percent hilarious. It is. It knows what it's doing in a comedic manner, one thousand percent. But it's also stupid as shit because it's it, it's aware of how stupid it is, and that's what makes it fantastic. It is very. It is very self-aware. And it knows it knows how to play those moments out. It knows how to play those comedic moments out. And, and those old moments, those new moments. That knows how to work out the the system. And there are there are so many of those where it's just like like it goes on for a little bit too long, but that's the point. Like uh like like so so once once we get through the Ranger Brad bit, because Ranger Brad stops by. He shows up and Pretty much just to, to drop the exposition on it on our characters yeah. that there's been mutilations and in the area. It comes out of nowhere. It's like a night, like they're all sitting down after dinner. Just yeah, there's talking. a there's there's a knock on the door and uh, <laughs> Doctor Paul Armstrong. He's like, "Let's go see what's at the door. Let's Only the men go. Women yeah. stay here." And Crowbar doesn't understand that he qualifies in that category. He qualifies as an Earthling human man on this planet Earth, as opposed to Marvel, which is weird. As an Earthling human man. Yeah. Earthling human man. Oh yes, we all go as men. Human earthling man. And so he shows up just to tell them about the about the mutilations. Um, tells them about the mutilations and and uh, almost a way. Animal is like all over Ranger Brad because of course a woman. Yeah, you made a, a big woman, deal about a woman this, human. And it was really funny. Well, because funny. because of course the 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 woman human that's made from four woodland critters. Would be all about them, a, a park ranger. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, who doesn't love Ranger Brad, though? Yeah, Ranger really, Brad's Brad. No, but like, like she's licking his hand as he's on the way out. He walks out the door. She's clawing at the door. Like it just, I just, I, I'm pretty sure that was on purpose, Look, and I Sa- just, I appreciate it. Sam, everyone wants Ranger Brad. Well, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, you, I you saw Ranger he's Brad, gorgeous with that. He's got that beard. Dan, Dan, Dan Conroy. Ow. He's he's he's, he's, he's got I that. I believe it's pronounced scruffy beard. <laughs> he's got that scruffy beard. He's just a Ranger Brad. Has got he he's got it all top to bottom. But unfortunately, this is also where Ranger Brad finds finds his uh, his fate. Because he leaves, because and he gets horribly mutilated. Well, well it's his own fault. After describing it's, it's, the horrible mutilations, it's, it's, that are it's, in the area. it's his Nothing own to fault. Worry about. You know, he, he he was a fool <laughs> to walk alone in the woods at night. He, it's a good he, thing he doesn't believe what, anything. What was he thinking? And so he gets horribly mutilated. I would call it. So there's two people at this point. I would call it a. There's the farmer earlier, and there's Ranger Brad here, and later. Uh, the mutant when you see the mutant attempts to mutilate Benny but doesn't char- try so I would call it a well he fell in love he fell in love it's a bit of a wave or she I mean it's 2018 well, wave of mutilation well and you get this uh, you get this you get this nice pixies riff but you get this thank uh, you someone fine 
whatever. But you, you get this sequence where, like, the skeleton apparently has telekinetic powers and can call on Animala from the Animala. cave. Animala! Is I the skeleton? And just man, they run the this bit into the ground. Oh, yeah. Get the meteor. What's the thing? Get the meteor. Bring, Bring the, the meteor, meteor to, to the skeleton. skeleton. Bring the atmosphereum to crowbar and lettuce. They just they <laughs> the run meteor. that and one Animala into stands the up ground. And she's like, what's the thing? So and like, they're bouncing back. And I must forth get an between. Amish terrarium. I must get an Amish terrarium. Oh, that was a good bit. That was a good bit. They, yeah, of course they live. Of course they live in the the open air. Yeah, it would be like cool us. to put them behind glass. Like us. Like that that was a good bit. Good but bit. just they spend so much time on this mind power thing, and then it turns out Crowbar and Lettuce have mind powers too. Just for this one scene in the Marvin movie. Marvin mind powers. And it yeah. is never mentioned again, but whatever. That's like that's like of all the things like that's the problem you have. I get I, I get it. But I do. But anyways, after this whole bit's done, they uh they end up like like the the Armstrongs have to have to walk away for some reason, and that that allows Crowbar and Lattice to have a one on one or a or uh, two on Betty, one. Betty's but, getting conflicting uh, psychopathic messages from both the lost skeleton and oh, that's right. The, her, she the housewifey one. Yeah. She passes. Hi, Betty. She passes out in the bed. She goes upstairs to get grab the thi- the the meteor, and then passes out. And so that 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 allows. Uh, that that allows the evil scientists to talk with the alien couple. Yeah, just lay it all out, man. And they spend way too long to decide that they're going to have a partnership where they work together it's for the atmosphere. Explaining the definition atmospherium of, for you, atmospherium for it's me. Five, it's five minutes explaining the definition of, of partnership or sharing, like eleven times. But once, but once we get finally get through it. Yeah, after like a while, you go, you know, you go to the bathroom, call your mom, and come back to her. They're still talking about it. The next important thing that happens is uh, Doctor Armstrong is, is you know, doing science on the atmospherium. Let's see what happens when I add water to it. Good old H two O, I call it. H two O, I call it. And that's when Animala comes up and starts her dance routine. That's you exactly know. what I asked you not to do. <laughs> So the skeleton. And that's when they start doing the rock dance. Yeah. The dance. She throws on some like marimba music and just kinda and it's that it's that thing again of a joke. It's funny because it goes on too long and it's they just beat it into the ground. But but this but this is this is their their MacGuffin situation to get the atmospherium to Dr. Fleming. So Animala dances her way with uh, Dr. Armstrong and the meteor towards... Uh, and you know, honestly, I'm not sure why like the aliens were needed to be there. For... Well, it's the scene takes place in their spaceship so they can get the atmosphere. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because that's where uh, Dr. Fleming rips off the aliens is with this... the help of the lost skeleton of Cadavra. Is this, is this your Earth sharing? <laughs> so this is, must be how sharing works on Earth. <laughs> Because this movie, this movie this, made no goddamn sense. You'll find that a lot of Earth end. sharing is like this. Was I share and you'll with find myself. that a lot of Earth sharing is like, yeah, and just uh, that was a great line. Oh, that actually is a good line. There's, there's like two or three good lines. But I don't know if it's because we've been watching the schlock for two hours or however long it is, an hour and a half, that we, when there's a good line, you yeah, it what's does, good for the movie. It does a lot in an hour and a half. And, yeah. and oh, by, the so time that it, by the time that it ends, it's like, yeah, that's enough of that. I'm ready to leave now. But, so anyway, but, so anyway, uh, the meteor is brought to the spaceship, and they're they're now bound by the skeleton's yeah. mind powers. Uh, Doctor Fleming uh, pulls the old the old switcheroo, the old, the old cross switcheroo on the aliens who are bound by the skeleton's mind powers to 
be bound by mental ropes. Not real ones. The ropes aren't real. Simultaneously, Betty's going to look for her husband and goes out into the woods and discovers the mutant. And that's when the mutant gets Betty. Yeah. And you get that scream shot. I like to think that Betty gets ah! mutant. You get you get this you gotta have the scream yeah, shot. Yeah, and it turns into just a typical King Kong pretty girl. And the mutant who's thing. got a soft heart for it. Yeah. And leaves her alone and doesn't mutilate her. Yeah. Which is nice of it. It's awfully nice. Maybe of him. he's turning over a new leaf. This is also when we first see the mutant for the first time. Like we've only seen and like it's definitely a corn on the cob costume. Yeah, yeah with, a, with, with a turtle with, with three a, eyes and with the weird head on I feel, it. I feel like the mutant should have been in the movie a little more to to solidify its purpose. Oh no, well, but in, have, the, in these kinds of like movies a, they should they don't show the monster till the end. I know, but like See, I feel like they only had like a day rental. Yeah, the that's probably what happened. So that's why they didn't show it the rest of the time. Like they, they literally, they just had enough time to put like the, to glue the third eye and the in the in the left side of it, and they were like, just fucking shoot it. Just well, they shoot did, it. well they just, just, there's, there's that's just, why they use that close up shot. There's that one the shot, yeah, where he's doing the jazz hands. They reuse it five times. And that's all they have. The spirit yeah, fingers. That's probably what happened. Yeah, they just well they that only and the have it. epic they fight scene. That guy for, like, oh, the epic fight, the epic fight scene with the skeleton. But how? Because oh once once do, once Doctor Fleming and Anamala get the get the meteor to the skeleton, he rises. They like they like lodge it in his like chest cavity or something like that. Sure. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, whatever. And that's how science works. And that brings the skeleton to life. Well, he sits up, and then walks. Air quotes. He, this is a podcast. You can't tell. It's it's but air walks, quotes. It's air quotes. Um, and by walks, I mean there's obviously a guy underneath him, just bobbing him bobbing up, and, him down up down and down as he goes through the goes forest. By, and there's shots. Of oh, all look at him go! Them. What a skeleton! And then they climb down the mountain. This is the best shot in the movie. No, okay. Do oh, exactly as I do. Let's get to the mountain climb. It's an actual skeleton actually walking. It's not like you know we're pretending this sort of thing happened. Let's let's just do exactly as I do. Climb down the rocks like this. So. It's 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 you, uh, can, it's you can see the fishing wire that's yeah, being used, used to, on the on the on the bio. You can see the glare skeleton. from the screws and all the joints. Yeah, you can see the screws. I feel like they what they did was is like there was an incline of rocks of like let's say like a forty five degree angle, and they they did it with the skeleton going upward and then reverse that shot in post because it looks like his the way his thing moves is kind of weird because he does move. You think they put that much into production? To flip a shot? Yeah, it's really easy to flip a shot. Yeah, but do you think they did it? I think so. Was it easy to flip a shot in the early 60s? Yeah, you just, you actually just, uh, let's you, not when forget you load the film in. Let's not just, forget they filmed this in Skeletorama. You could do that with Skeletorama. You could shoot a skeleton backwards in Skeletorama. It's a proven fact, <laughs> guys. Everyone knows this. What the hell? Everybody's talking about Everyone it. Everyone have been for years. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't take off. But so, so the skeleton has risen, and uh, they, they, uh-huh, I have risen, and and, and and is walking around, and they they get to the camp the sh- where the ship is, and now it's decided like because the skeleton's in his big throne, which we all know what that means. They didn't want to have to dangle the skeleton for all those scenes. Yeah, They'd no, rather they just, just sit him down in a chair. Yeah, and it was definitely like just a cheap grandma's chair. dining room yeah. chair. Yeah. It was just a big wooden chair that wasn't like a footstool. 
something that will hold a skeleton. And, and they, they, they definitely are a fan of the close-up skull shots. Once again, like with the mutant shot, they were used over and over again. It's the same thing with the, the close-up skull shot. They reuse it over and over again. So, so after a good amount of those, um, he, he, makes the, he makes the aliens dance and decides that he's going to make uh, Lattice his wife. For some reason. Just, just that's, that's that's his whole plan. That's his grand scheme. His his overall motivation to marry and then do something else. Wait, what's the skeleton want again? <laughs> do we know what the skeleton wants? I forgot what the skeleton nope. wants. No clue. No he, clue. He, he just wants he just wants to be a dick. He wants to be a dick to walk around and get married, and that's it. It's, it's what every skeleton wants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't pick that up That's in the movie. That's what skeletons do, man. I mean, have you, you not paying attention to the skeleton situation? Have, have you never listened to any Misfits Skele- lyrics before? Oh, skeletons, yeah. skeletons rape. Yeah, they're and not murder. pleasant. Yeah, That's they, all they, they do. They age well. They don't sound like a really. <laughs> wow, they don't sound like a fun time at the beach, man. So as they're as they're doing this whole situation, um, the the scientist and his wife they they stumble upon all of it. Yeah, and they're trying to hide in the thing in the Fiend. brush. <laughs> yeah, they're hiding in the brush and they're upset and they're watching all this happen, but they're commenting on it. Every you time swine! They, yeah, every time they comment on it, everyone kind of looks over and go, "Is, is there something in the brush?" But they hide, sort of. <laughs> it's just really funny. And they just have a quick shot quick where shot. they just like show the skeleton with the head like, turned to the reacting. side. <laughs> yeah, it's really that's comedy gold. So basically, the the scientist and his wife let uh, the dancing resume. They can call it a plan where they. Oh, it's you. They the only way to beat the skeleton, and his mind powers like skeletons have, is to get the mutant to fight the skeleton, and they do it by getting Betty, the system mutants in love with Betty, getting Bella, Betty to lure, 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 get over the mutant <laughs> <laughs> to to uh, to the skeleton to fight him. And, 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 she, and she does just that. Yep, she does that. She lures. Okay, she lures the mutant over to fight the skeleton. And it's this weird, like supposed to be like a sexy thing, but it's not that sexy because. Well, it, it well. looks like a person trying to be sexy who's not used to being sexy. Yeah, it's like here's some of my leg. Not to mention the you. fact that Faye Masterson is. Definitely sexy. She's sexy as hell. Definitely but like, is, but like she's playing a character, or she's she's playing a character who's a bad actress playing like acting badly. Yeah, that's a good concept to think about this movie. Is if like it was all, don't think of it as people trying to make this movie. Think of it as a bad production crew, and bad actors trying to make this movie. I like I was listening to something once where the guys from Black Dynamite. Like, you know, we've all seen Black Dynamite, right? Mm-hmm. It's like oh. a play on oh. exploitation movies. Yeah. They, they, Excellent, the movie and the cartoon. Yeah, it's great. But they that reason the movie did so well is because the director's like, oh, no, I'm not directing Black Dynamite. I'm a guy who's a watchable director trying to be Black Dynamite. And uh, uh, the act, the main actor who uh, played Black Dynamite, his thing is like, no, I'm not this guy who was in The Dark Knight. I'm a washed-up football player trying to be in a movie once in the 70s. They really get into the vibe of production, and I feel like you catch a bit of that with Lost Skeleton. Yeah, like the they're like the like they're all playing a double a double layered yeah, role. They get it, and and it makes it a whole lot of fun to watch. But uh, so after after Yo we dog, get this, I heard you liked acting. So after we get this, 
this final battle of epic proportions. All practical effects, mind you, no CGI. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for pointing that out. Yeah. Between Which the, is nice to see. It's really refreshing. But, between the mutant and the skeleton. I would hate for some bad CGI to ruin this. <laughs> <laughs> Between just the, really between phoned the in Michael Bay CGI, just really everything being thrown at the screen, just ruined this. The movie. mutant defeats the skeleton, but the skeleton got his shots in. Apparently, I guess it's an epic fight, and, and the, mu- the mutant also dies. Minutes, and that's the only thing I can say. About and we it. have an, we have a nice like heartfelt death as Betty oh, says goodbye. But before that, the skeleton chokes out Doctor. What's his name? Oh yeah, I always hated you. I always hated you. Which he does. It's made. It's made. He deserved part. it. The skeleton hates this guy. No, I, yeah, no. That that was a great ending. Like there's, there's very few good. Fight like the villain getting his just ends, and when you have multiple villains, and the one that is like the kind of destructive, consumptive villain who destroys the kind of imperial villain i i always like that kind of ending where it's like you like, listen listen who's create- listen who's taking this movie kind of seriously <laughs> no I, and I, I don't i'm not i'm not trying to take this too seriously but i'm just saying like, i have to I, think I love, would go I love that ending <laughs> i love that ending where you have the you have like the true monster takes down the emperor and that that's always a cool ending where it's like you have this I always hated you. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I always hated you. But like So the Return Gollum, of the Jedi. The Gollum yeah, and Return yeah. of the and Jedi. Anamala, Jedi. And Anamala, but you have you have Gollum taking down the ring. You have Anamala um, called that too. And in it there was yeah. there there is there is a story It'll in, be you he yells that he always hated you, Roger. Yeah, and there there was her, del- her delivery is always so good. Oh, she's so great in this. There's, and she's never done anything. She's only been in stuff that like her husband made. Is really? Yeah. Faye yeah, Masterson it's crazy. Stuff. It's crazy. It's weird. I, if Wait, Faye Masterson is really the only one who's well, Brian done... House, Brian House been in stuff too, though. Yeah, he's like a workhorse kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, finish your point, Aaron. I'm, I'm actually very interested. Like, he no, was no, in Westworld. It's, cool. it's, it's, it's a stupid thing, and a lot of people aren't going to get it, but it, it was this uh, thing from Tolkien where um, uh, Shelob, Shelob's um, mother, um, it was it was this it was this whole freaking thing where Morgoth was trying to take down like the trees in like the old freaking Lord of the Rings situation. Silmarillion stuff. Silmarillion yeah. stuff. You, you know what I'm stuff. talking about. Oh yeah. yeah and then stuff. and then Shelob's mother was like the one he Morgoth enlisted to take them down, but after he took after she took down the trees her her appetite could not be satiated so she went after morgoth and morgoth is like oh fuck like i can't <laughs> i can't fight against you and so it was it was one of those things where it's like you enlist a kind of monstrous devouring force that you cannot control and right. I, I always like that concept where it's like the evil 
there's this imperial yeah, evil. Because that, that's what he wanted. Evil. Whenever yeah. he first went into the cave, he wanted to be the most powerful scientist in the world. Exactly. To that's, do that's science. What, that's, that's what he wanted out of the skeleton. Is, and there's that, there's that cool, yeah. I love that, where you have this consumptive evil versus this and, imperial and, evil. And, and he, yeah, and he became like, he became the puppet, like, yes. immediately, like, and I, and without I, question. And I'm glad that they included this in that, because that that is a, that is a cool concept to include when you have this, even some something as stupid as this. As stupid as, as, stupid stupid as, as the lost is, skeleton of Cadaver. As stupid as it is, <laughs> they still did that. And I respect this for that. Well, I respect well, this Well, that's like, like going movie. back to the dinner scene. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, as bad as this movie tries to be, there's a handful of things that it can't Pure help but gold. do yes. really good. Pure yeah. gold, dude. It's, it's, a, just, it's a masterclass in comedic timing. Because a because lot of it this work without timing. Yeah. Because these people, these people clearly could have been dumb as shit. And they they aren't. They know what they're doing. They're creating a narrative. They're creating a story that works for what they're trying to do. And it's functional for as good as it has to be. And I respect them for that. You know, as stupid as it is, as stupid as this movie clearly is. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. enjoyable. <laughs> And they they know what they're doing, and I I had a lot of fun with it. It's a blast. You know? It's great to throw in at parties. Oh, oh, for sure. Like you gotta have a hip crew with you. And, and it like, it, yeah. it ends on a happy note. Like they they, 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 they killed they the tried. skeleton. They tried. That's that's what I respect. Is they clearly tried to make something, even if it's stupid. They clearly tried and they accomplished it. And and it ends on a happy note. They they kill the skeleton. Um, they go back and get the atmospherium. They they split it equitably between they, Paul they and, they, and Crowbar. They, they do actual sharing with like the, the aliens. The Earth and Mars. Bringing them to weeping, which they actually did give up eons ago. <laughs> uh, they turn animals Along with back, messes. Along with messes. They turn Animala back into four woodland critters. Then they, they make it a point to say that. Which they, is, they, they did they, do the, it. The cutaways for the woodland critters are like a possum, no, a two, mouse. Two, two two otters, two otters, a mouse, a mouse, and, and like what what looks like it looks more like a fox, a little feline, a lynx maybe, maybe a lynx, maybe a lynx, maybe a lynx, yeah, yeah. But, okay, but some sort of woodland woodland critter, feline esque type critter, something like that. Yeah, it yeah makes sense. And and that's uh, that's about where the that's about where we find our credits. Yeah, oh, we are left to believe. Credits. That it's happily ever after until we see the end, question mark? Scroll. Or is it? Scroll. I mean, really, it's kind of like a new beginning for everybody in a way, right? Scroll. I would like to piggyback on what Aaron was saying earlier with the, the Tolkien reference, and this is totally off topic, but I would love someone to go in and rewrite just one of the random Tolkien books just so at some point, and it's all exactly like it was originally written, but then like Legolas is just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Take one look, one look at the five armies, and he's just like, ah, oh, goddamn it. I'm really uh, fucked up the A on this one. I'm really after the A. I'm Legolas. And that, and yeah. that is where we are left with the lost skeleton of Cadavera. Now, apparently, there is more to this story. 
They made in 2009. They made the sequel, The Lost Skeleton Returns again. Uh, none of us have seen it, so we don't know how it goes. They've made other movies similar to Lost Skeleton in the same well, type well, of movie. Well, they they is in Larry Blamere and whoever he brings along with him. I'm not sure what crews he had. Yeah, I don't know how what his company's like, but it's, uh, well, this this was, this was a this was a this was a tri-star movie. Yeah, I feel like they just distributed it though. I mean, like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, just, but still, I'm just saying, TriStar put their a, name on it. That's a big company. They put their name on this movie. Yeah, they but, really believed in it. You don't see that a lot. But that's, companies. but that's where we stand with Lost Skeleton of Cadavera. This movie was fun. It's a fun movie. I love talking about. I love referencing it. Like, here's the deal: none of us had seen it for years until two days ago. But anytime any of us have met up in a while, and and Quirk's been out of town for like six years, six years, and you were the we one who introduced it to both of us. Both of I us. believe that you saw it independently. We had an old school, old yeah, school movie it. night back I in the day. Years ago, but you also um, like just had like a friend. Well, like Sam and I watched, watched it, it back in high school. So I yeah. worked at Hollywood Video with this like new age stoner hippie manager, and he used to throw it on all the time, so he was a total cinemaphile. You, you threw a lot yeah, of weird movies at I'm me back then. Just, oh, yeah. Just because you worked at the Hollywood Video, yeah, because and, Hollywood rental places were relevant yeah, at the time. Yeah, you know, and, and so I worked with this guy, and he's bit. who turned me into a cinemaphile, and then I introduced Sam into so much, and like that's when I first started watching like Brazil, well, anything Terry Gilliam, um... Mm-hmm. But the Lost Skeleton, hands down, always and one of my favorites. just go back and listen to us talk about Brazil if you want to know how much we love Brazil. Yeah, and it's been... Boy, do we love Brazil. Point it's is, been like, we love but Brazil. But the point is, like, we haven't seen each other in a while. We can still reference things from Lost Skeleton. Is, the, is yeah. this a Often. movie about Brazil? Like no. The, the, no. The country of nope. Brazil? Oh man, you need to be no. you, you need to be educated. I was gonna say, to man, podcast. you've got the Criterion Collection <laughs> at your house, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen Brazil. I was just talking. Thank oh, we're not we're not going there right now. But no, but no this wait, this movie wait. this movie is a classic. We, we should do we should do that. We already did that. We already did that. That was like yeah. the second episode, dude. But this this movie is a classic. Um, it's an it's a definitely a hidden gem. It's an underrated classic. They, it does so many things so well in the sense that, that it's bad on purpose. And it's hard to pull off bad on purpose. It is. Like, the room is bad, not on purpose. Yeah. Like, uh, um, that's what happens when you try to make something good and you make something bad. This yeah. is what happens when you try to make something bad on purpose. Yeah. And that's almost and wind that's up almost making something to do. amazing. Something great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, like that's so what this movie is. Into it. It's ridiculous. I do have a comment to say, not about the movie. Yeah, just, just just final thoughts. Let's get those out. I have this to say, not about the movie, but about this particular episode of The Autopsy. Um, a few thoughts to throw out there. You saw it back in the day. You saw it back in the day. I saw it back in the day. Aaron saw it back in the day. Gentlemen, we have one rule, and it's okay. But we've broken our one rule, which is at least one person hasn't seen the movie. However, I have three thoughts to say this is okay. We've been doing this for a minute. It's the first time. It's our first time. We're allowed to do it. I mean, we made the rule. We can do it. Two, this movie, like Ryan said, you can't just kind of remember it. You need to update yourself. It's like watching it for the first time. Two, we wanted to get an autopsy with Quirk while he's in town, and this seemed perfect. Like when I think of Lost Skeleton, I think of Quirk. Well, we didn't know that. Well, well, like you know, we we uh, you know just just throwing it out there. You were out of town this past weekend. We yeah. didn't know that you were going to be able to make it back in time to do one, but we needed to do one tonight. Yeah. And Quirk was going to be around, so yeah. so Quirk was available to sit in. 
and it just kind of all worked yeah. out perfectly for us all to be here. I think it was good. It was fun. We watched and it. It's I fun. threw out the idea of, hey, what if we yeah. talked about Lost Skeleton and Cadaver? Yeah. So we broke. So we've broken our one rule. These are two or several reasons why it's okay. The third reason, Quirk was in town like a minute before we showed him. Sorry to bother you. So I feel like everything's pretty even right now. I feel like the universe is okay. But any more thoughts about Lost Skeleton and Cadaver, gentlemen? Going once. Going twice. I sleep now. Sounds about right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Movie Night Autopsy. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, hit us up all across the webs. We'd love to know what you guys are thinking. But for now, my name is Sam. I'm Chad. I'm Aaron. Hi, I'm Ryan. And Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this week. And we will catch you guys next time. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on the minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at movie underscore autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us contact at movie night autopsy.com.